All right, we'll let you put all your instruments down. You're the one-man Korea Explained band. Jim Bully, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I, I just try to create the illusion that you come in playing that yourself. Oh, I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, now, we're talking about the changing face of kimchi. Yes. So this all started this week. This really goes, there's a story that's been going viral. Um, starting off is the discovery that in Russia... And not just Russia, a lot of sort of old Soviet bloc countries, they have a version of kimchi called, I mean, almost definitely not how I'm going to pronounce this, but called morkovcha, which is a carrot-based kimchi. And as far as a lot of uh, Russians appear to to be concerned, that is what kimchi is. And they're in for a nasty surprise if they come to Korea, where very few people have ever heard of a carrot kimchi. There we go. But there are lots of different ingredients in various kinds of kimchi. We should point that out. If you go yeah. to a kimchi museum here, for example, which doesn't honestly sound like the most interesting thing to do, but it's more interesting than it sounds because you go there and you realize there's a lot more to it. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, the most sort of common uh, kimchi, certainly what would be considered kimchi for a lot of people outside of Korea, is your beichu cabbage, red pepper-based kimchi product. The interesting thing about this carrot one is that it is... A variant on that classic kimchi. Now, this actually goes back to the um, Korean community or ethnically Korean community um, in these post-Soviet countries who wanted some sort of kimchi but couldn't get their hand on cabbage. So they just, you know, found the cheapest, most easily gettable vegetable, which happens to be carrot. So it does have that Korean connection. It's not like it's uh, completely removed. No, yeah, it is a it is a, a Korean product. It's made very much the same way. It's just julienned carrots instead of the cabbage. You know, it's the same red pepper base. Um, so, in that sense, it is it is a a version of kimchi made by a an ethnically Korean community. We should also maybe acknowledge pickling happens across the world in various cultures using various ingredients. Absolutely, yeah. It's a, it's a way of preserving food and. I think probably the international comparison that's often made with kimchi is uh, sauerkraut. Yeah. Yeah, and I suppose the difference in the biggest difference is the addition of spice. Yeah, but there are Korean kimchis. Well, they don't, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, personally, I'd quite like to try this carrot kimchi. It sounds quite refreshing. Mm. I think it sounds quite nice. But this led to a whole discussion about which is actually a little bit of a different topic, but about the ways that kimchi is used outside of Korea that you wouldn't normally find in Korea. And sometimes it goes so far that it's not even recognisable. I remember last summer, lose track of time, last summer being in uh, in England, and I was uh, by the, the beach of Brighton right. in a restaurant, and uh, whatever the dish was that we ordered, there was supposed to be some kimchi there, and couldn't find the kimchi anywhere turned out that whatever this strange coleslaw-like addition they'd put on the plate was supposed to be kimchi. It was kimchi. supposed to be kimchi, but it wasn't anything like I it. I think the most, the closest thing I could possibly describe it as would be something like Asian slaw or something like okay. that. You know, just using some slightly Asian-inspired ingredients, not even necessarily Korean-inspired, but vaguely regional flavors yeah and that definitely happens a lot and of course every culture is guilty of it right i mean in korea we can go out and eat chinese food that most chinese people probably wouldn't recognize in the uk we can go for a curry that no one in india has ever seen before you know that's that's kind of common practice but if we go back to kimchi that looks and tastes like kimchi but just isn't where you expect to find it Mm -hmm. so it's so it is actually kimchi but in a different setting like for example pizza 
Yeah, although I haven't found evidence of that. Have you seen a kimchi pizza? Um, I feel like it would just burn. Yeah, I, I, I imagine if that does happen, it's probably put on at the very end or towards the end of the cooking process. Just just sort of slop it on afterwards. Or or heated separately and, and stuck in there. You know, so that, that's ex- like, like sounds kind of good. Like you do with uh, kimchi chige, for example. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. maybe someone should try that. So there is a study, the the World Institute of Kimchi, one of the best world institutes, uh, in a 2017 study looked at sort of kimchi's um, permutations around the world, and uh, it found that restaurants across 45 cities in 13 countries were serving kimchi-based dishes. Now, a lot of those were just regular stuff, but there was also 12 different restaurants serving kimchi sandwiches, nine restaurants serving kimchi burgers, um, and a lot of sort of kimchi-based condiments that you wouldn't find, like kimchi mayonnaise, kimchi sriracha, that kind of thing. Um, and then there's also the weirder objects. Yeah, I, I think I'm all in favour of experimenting with kimchi, and I, but my own foreign taste, and I still think it probably is a foreign taste despite having lived here for a few years, is that kimchi uh, is best served as a... As, as a side dish that cuts through the flavour of whatever you're eating and breaks up the pattern a little bit. Okay. So, for example, last night I was having fried rice. Yep. And it was nice, but, you know, it's just more and more of the same. And then if you have kimchi on the side, maybe a little kim as well, uh, or gim, uh, then, you, uh, then you kind of break it up a bit. It's less monotonous and it's a bit different texture. Well, I suspect your purest views are not going to approve of the next three minutes of this show because <laughs> I've done some research on some of the stranger kimchi um, items. Now, there is a bar in the UK and also one in Brooklyn that serves a kimchi cocktail. How do you feel about that? Now, this was actually promoted by the Creatorism Organization back in 2014 as a why not try adding kimchi to your Bloody Mary? Well, look, actually, you know, I think that's still in the spirit of what I was describing. I think it breaks up the monotony of the Bloody Mary. It's not so different to some of these spicier additions that people make to Bloody Marys anyway. Do you feel the same way? Of uh, Let me describe it. The, this is the one in Brooklyn. It's, it's like a regular Bloody Mary, except it contains a mixture of the sauce from both red and white kimchi and soy sauce. And here's the real kicker. The garnish contains heads of kimchi and some crispy spam. Yeah, I don't need the spam. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but everything before the word spam was... Are you sure it was spam? Yeah, it was definitely spam. I read it like three times because it does seem like a weird thing to stick on a skewer well, in a cocktail. I, I, there have been these stories recently about how popular spam is in Korea, so it's obviously some sort of cultural nod to that. Now, what else have we got? Well, we've got kimchi jam, but that doesn't seem that strange to me. You know, we have in the UK, we have a long tradition of savoury chutneys and jams. Yeah, it depends what you think of as jam, right? If you're if you're comparing it to s- strawberry and raspberry jam, then it might seem odd, but yeah. But yeah, it's like a kind of chutney, kind of savoury type thing. Um, it does get stranger in america trader joe's sells freeze-dried kimchi chips or like crisps to you and me that might be all right do you think so well the the reviews suggest otherwise apparently it feels like the fermentation starts when you put it in your mouth (laughs) right that's not good yeah sounds tangy in the wrong way speaking of tangy in the wrong way here's the real kicker americans are into kimchi juice yeah, that's a bit much. Um, according to an Amazon listing for organic, fresh, raw, unpasteurized Napa cabbage kimchi juice, which I read extensively, the drink is popular for its health benefits, and the reviews are all five star. Sounds like it's got to be diluted. Well, it didn't unless they've that. already diluted it down. 
Well, I, Otherwise, I guess it must it's be. probably like a non-alcoholic version of the Bloody Mary you mentioned before. Yeah, and it, it would be quite bitty as well, I would think. But mm. it was a, it was quite light pink colour, so maybe not. Um, and of course, most famously, uh, almost this time last year, I mean, um, at the Trump Kim Summit in Singapore, Singaporean ice cream company Others began selling kimchi ice cream. You know, this week I tried truffle ice cream and I tried gorgonzola ice cream. With a little honey on it. Gorgonzola sounds like it might work. And both of them I found absolutely delicious, surprisingly. They both kind of tasted savoury and sweet at the same time. Well, and I'd love to try kimchi ice cream. I can't see myself liking it, but if they manage to pull it off the way they did with the truffle and the gorgonzola, then you never know. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, they've stopped making it. Right. Probably that answers it then. Jim Bully, <laughs> Korea Explained. Great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. We'll hand over to Inside Korea with Yerika Park next. <laughs>